The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's about to turn midnight, which means it's Friday, October 8th, and we're recapping, surprise, surprise, another weird Seahawks primetime game. You won't believe this, but you can't go to Seattle, hold a primetime game, especially if it's NFC West rivals, and have it not get weird. Joining me to break it down, John Breach and Ryan a.k.a. Old Mad Dad Wilson. Jeez, what'd you guys? call me there? <laughs> Mad D, what? Old Mad Dad. Hey, uh, Breach, should they play these games in Austin where the unofficial slogan is keep it weird? I actually knew about the Austin slogan. I want to keep it weird in this podcast. We have some weird stuff to talk about today. That's the least cool thing you could have said. Like, have you been to Austin where they say keep That's it weird? That's not what I said. Do you mean Boston? By the way, you're... Your toupee slipping there, Brinson. No, what happened is my dog has been messing with my (laughs) toupee up here. You put your toupee on your dog? (laughs) See what he would look like? I was actually (laughs) supposed to get a haircut uh, yesterday, but hair in quotation marks for people who are watching <laughs> yeah, my, my uh my surgeon wasn't available so I had to, the great thing about you getting I a haircut for next week. <laughs> Brinch, i don't know if you knew this but brinson actually mails his hair into his barber trims it up mails it back so you <laughs> no, can... no, no, no. it's a lengthy surgery. which is a problem because usps is having some serious delivery <laughs> issues so brinson's bald in three days it's <laughs> lost in the mail. it requires like a it's a two so essentially i i can't do the podcast on sunday Breach is gonna have to host because I'm in my my post surgery quarantine for my hair plugs until oh Tuesday. Boy. I love that you're leaning into it. I appreciate yeah, that. No, no more hair plug jokes. Breach, you're by yourself on Sunday night. I'm out. Could you imagine me hosting a show by myself? First of all, yeah. we would only talk about every field goal from each game. It would be like red zone with field goals, field goal zone, and it would be over in 30 minutes. Was this game well, more exciting for you, Breach, or last Thursday night games when, when the Bengals um, moved into first place in the AFC North? This game was bonkers, and it was bonkers before the Michael Dixon thing happened. By the, by the way, before you get to the double. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. The final score was 26. Tw- 26, 26. <laughs> hey, yo. What is on your mind, Brent? Your dog's in your office with you, and this is the slip-up you're having? What were they watching? <laughs> I, even, I even made a point to say, well, we were talking about Chris Carson on HQ today. I made, I made a point to say herniated disc because oh, you don't want to have the the you know the Steve Lee uh, situation happen. Twenty six seventeen 
Rams over Seahawks. And there was, as Breach dreams about, a double punt. The double punt. So if you have not seen a replay of this, you absolutely need to go on Twitter, go on YouTube, go go somewhere and find go to my Twitter page. I tweeted it out. You have to see this clip. This this could have put the game away. This came in uh the second half. The Seahawks had the ball and they were trailing what were they trailing? They're trailing 16 to 7. Right, I'm, not, I'm not sure the, the the single punt would have put it away, but there was a double punt in front of the line of scrimmage. Well, no, hold on, let me finish. Because okay. so so the Rams block the punt. If the Rams recover it at like the Seahawks eight yard line and score, it's game uh, over. Breach, so, by the way, just let me know quickly. Jameer Jones blocked the punt, recently cut by the Steelers. So they clearly they don't need him. Clearly, the Steelers do not need a guy who knows how to block punts. Um, because they are very successful right now. You're correct, Wilson. So it is so so the Seahawks are punting. Jameer Jones blocks this punt. If the Rams recover it, they're at like the 10-yard line for Seattle. They're gonna get at least a field. The game is over because they were the Seahawks were already trailing 16-7 at that point. And you know what? Instead, Michael Dixon picks it up, thinks about running for the first down, then says, uh, I'm the slowest guy in the field right now. Hell no, I'm not running for this first down. So he punts it again, his second punt on the play, and it goes 68 yards and lands at the Rams' 11-yard line. So instead of getting the ball at Seattle's 10-yard line, all of a sudden the Rams get it at their own 11. But this caused total chaos because nobody knew if a double punt was legal. Mike Pereira is – yeah, go, Brinson. No, no, I was, I was going to ask you, Breach. I, I, know, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but we already I asked would him. assume that this is the single greatest double punt of all time. Oh, he's, I can't even think of another instance. I was like combing through the rule book. I've never looked up the double punt in the NFL rule book. And so you have Mike, uh, Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira was like, obviously that's illegal, Joe. He can't do that. It's going to be a foul. It's coming back. And they, they come back. They're like, it is a uh, first down Rams ball on the four yard line, or they may take a 10 yard penalty. Sean McVay was so confused. He didn't know. And I, I, we love to bash Prisco in here. Sean McVay didn't know he could have challenged it that he was beyond the line of scrimmage and would have forced him to – it would have been a penalty for an illegal forward. Uh, well, uh, so hold on. Passed. So this keeps going. So hold on. So so when they threw the flag, they said, you know, either the Seahawks can punt over or the Rams can have 10 yards added on to where the ball landed at the 11-yard line. So then they would have the ball at the 21. If you're the Rams, you would have picked for them to punt over. But then they waved off the flag. They said – this isn't a penalty and it's your ball, LA. And the reason they waved off the flag, but it's a go. No, 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 go ahead. I was Yeah, yeah. So so clearly there was someone in the ref's ear saying, All right, we just went through our own rule book. We didn't even know this rule existed, but, but this is not a penalty, and you're waving off the flag. But the but again, I don't want to give Pete Briscoe credit, but he was right. The the flag, the initial flag was for the double kick. Right. Which is- which is which was illegal. They thought it was illegal, but he actually did go past the line of scrimmage and kick the ball. No, so he, he should have challenged it. Which would have moved it back, right? If he had challenged it, I do not think he would have won. I think Michael Ooh. Dixon was did this punt legally. So the line of scrimmage was the twenty-one yard line. I shared this picture with you guys in Slack, and I shared it. A dunk for Pete right here. Go ahead. I shared it on Twitter. So it is like a, everybody knows the quarterback rule. If they just have a finger behind the line of scrimmage, they are legally behind the line of scrimmage, or and the pass you. counts. So their whole body could be past the line of scrimmage, but if their hand is behind it at the release point, and the same rule applies to punter. So if any part of the punter's body is behind the line of scrimmage, so uh, Dixon's kicking foot was clearly in front of the line of scrimmage, but his body was like leaning backwards because he had kind of picked it up. 
And uh, yeah, so I, I think that, and there was a ref right there staring down the line of scrimmage. And I do think he was actually behind the line of scrimmage by about two inches. So, so, after, you, so, the game, so after the game, Sean McVay actually said, he was asked about it, of course. Oh, said, right, before you continue, just to be clear, Pete Prisco was dead wrong, right? All right, you got it? Yep. Yeah, Sean was asked about after the game, and he said they called New York, and that's why they threw the flag initially, and then they picked it up because whoever replaced uh, our guy Al Riveron somehow knew this rule that you tweeted out that Debo has on YouTube if you're watching right now. And Sean McVay, like everyone else on planet Earth, including Breach, who in confidence said he didn't know the rule. He said, I didn't know what the hell was going on there. And not only that, we got the ball at the minus 10, which is insane. You mentioned the 68-yard punt. But, Breach, you're actually underselling how athletic Michael Dixon is. You said he was the slowest. There, I would wager that he was probably one of the five fastest people in the field. He's a great athlete. He picked up a ball that was spinning like a top with one hand, thought about running it, and then boomed it like a college kicker, Aussie-style kicker, on the run 68 yards later. I mean – what percent in America can, take, quickly, can pick up a blocked kick and repunt? It. It's like one percent, maybe. I was going to say before Brinson had to get that point in, he might have been that game's MVP. If if, if the Seahawks win, absolutely, because that would have saved the game. Russell Wilson, sure. what? it would it would have absolutely saved the game if that would have happened, uh, and it, it was just absolutely crazy. And so, what is illegal though? And I think this because there was just so much confusion about the rule. If Dixon had, say, hit the punt, say a low punt, right, and it got tipped at the line of scrimmage by the C or uh, by the Rams, right, by by one of the defensive linemen who were not rushing, but it was just a low punt, and it got batted back to him, and then he picked it up and punted it, that would have been illegal because it if crossed the, the line. Goes, of, line of it can't cross the line of scrimmage and come back. And Let so me ask that, you this: that's where the double punt becomes illegal. I think it's idiotic to be able to punt the ball twice anywhere on the field. I think it's a dumb rule because why would this happen? So knowing that, what happens if the second punt got blocked? Can you pick it up and punt it again behind the line of scrimmage? You can punt it as many times as you want as long as the ball never crosses the line of scrimmage. All right, so hypothetically, Dixon goes to punt the second time. Someone who's in, in play legally comes flying in, swats it back. Could the long snapper pick it up and then punt it to the right side of the field? I think so, right? I, I believe I'm not sure if a different player I think I think yes. I would I say think yes. So as I long as you're not there a, eligibility rules for the punter. The, the the effed up thing about the NFL is there are people like there's a decent chance Roger Goodell didn't know this rule. No, and no one run, knew it. Oh no one knew it. And he runs the league. Well, <laughs> like, I look, I would I will give Roger a break. He ain't in charge of the rules. The fact that Mike Pereira didn't know it is sort of that's not a great look. And the fact oh, that it took and, 10 and minutes Mike for Pereira the officials defense. to sort all this out. they had no, the, the officials on the field had no clue what was going on. Right. And in Mike Pereira's defense, have you ever had a Tito's and soda? Could you say? Tito, Mike, Mike Pereira like slams Tito's all day long. Well, I don't want to grow. I don't know. They, they, Fox does it like a Mike Pereira's like Tito's, like Tito's Lounge thing. Well, I don't want to disperse the man's name. <laughs> he's doing free advertising for Tito's. That's what he's doing, Ryan. Yeah, we're trying to get a Tito's. Uh, oh, this podcast, Ryan. Anyway, I do love Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> Tito's very good. It's, uh, for, uh, vodka for dog people, they say. Uh, huh? That's what they say. I've never heard so anyone say Tito's, that. That's literally Tito's slogan, guys. I'm with Breach. Uh, okay. Right. You know. If okay. Well, right. anywho, that fun fact. Tito's keeps it weird. They're from Austin, Texas. Boom. Yes. The podcast just went full circle. Correct. Uh, 
you want to keep talking about the double punt or I, get back to the game? Well, since the Rams won, we can leave. If the Seahawks had won, we could. It would be the focal point of the entire podcast. But I, I actually, I'll you know what? I take that. I take that back. It's, it's insane that we've spent this much time talking about a double punt instead of the fact that Russell Wilson didn't come back in the game. Well, I was going to say, like, if I, I did initially said Dixon would have been the MVP if they won the game, but it would have had to have been Geno Smith based on the way he played. Geno Smith, what a performance! And it was that interception, by the way. You knew it was coming. There's going to be an interception at some point, but you know that actually wasn't his fault. Tyler Lockett fell down, got tripped up by Jordan Fuller. That's not. It, it shouldn't have been flagged. Right, but before we get to the Geno, what Geno did and how Geno looked, it is important to note that you know earlier this week or last week we talked about you yelled at me about Trey Lance, and we talked about how would you like who would you be predicting first place or last place in the NFC West? Mm-hmm. I didn't yell at you, but go ahead. Oh, sure. Whatever. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, where would you put your concern for the Seahawks based on Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson? <laughs> Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. Yeah, that, that didn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said it would have gone Russell Wilson's finger. I love Wilson. Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. So here, let me find it. Here's the schedule. So yeah, here's terrible, the deal. Terrible band name. Yeah, yeah. No one has seen Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. Uh, so the Seahawks are two and three. Not great. Uh, I still think they're in better shape than, um, let's see, Pete Carroll characterized Russ Wilson's injury as a badly sprained finger. One of the great healers. I don't know what that means. We'll see how it means. He, he drinks the nano bubbles. Was he a, a freaking carny? <laughs> so, yeah, they have 10 days. They're two and three. Not great. I still feel better about them than do than I do about San Francisco. I don't know what Jimmy G's calf situation is. And uh, we talked about Trey Lance in the last podcast. And the defense actually played a little better for the Seahawks tonight. So that, that's good news. But here's the bad news. Uh, if you don't have Russ Wilson, you're at Pittsburgh. I mean, that's a game you can certainly win. New Orleans and then Jacksonville. I think four and four seems reasonable as a two and three team, but four and four near the midway point ain't going to do you any favors when it comes to trying to win that division. You ain't in the AFC South. Let me let me uh, let me post this to you a different way. You got a million dollars. You're gonna lose it one way or another. You either got to predict, and, and if you lose, you die. So double double loss. Great. Yeah, you got to either predict the winner or. Predict the loser of the NFC West. But take, that's my, that's but my no, thing. But I know I'm flipping it on you, but there's a caveat. Both Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson are out for six weeks. What are you gonna do? Uh I think I think I'm still rolling with the 49ers to lose it. You've lost you're dead, man. You're dead. And you're dead. But here's the thing. So Who you're, you pick, you're putting your hard, you're putting your unearned million dollars on Geno Smith. Well, I would rather, I, defense. I'd rather lose an unearned million than lose an earned million. You'd rather die than Maybe. have you be right. Is that what you're saying? Debo, do I have to be on this podcast in the afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm good. It's in your contract, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got me. But seriously, I mean, if, if Ru- well, here's here. Let me tell you what my concern is. I I don't you didn't trust go back in. That's a big problem. No, I don't disagree. It, this is a hard. This isn't easy. Even though I said it quickly, I don't trust Kyler Murray to stay healthy, and that's no fault of his own. That's just the fact that he's five eleven. And then I don't trust. Like there were some questionable sort of decisions the last two weeks in terms of what the Sean McVay offense has been doing. Maybe part of that is Matthew and, Stafford. And Matthew Stafford might have a broken finger too. That's my point. So I don't know which way are you going then. I, I would take if I if somebody told me Russ is missing six weeks, I'm taking the Seahawks to finish last. 
But Geno wait, Smith. Let's leave, let's leave, let's leave, wait, wait, wait. Let's clear something up. We do not know how long Russell Wilson is going no, to be. No, no, no. I'm but saying. Right, right. And we don't know if his finger is sprained. We don't know if he dislocated. We don't, uh, Pete Carroll said sprained, but it could be dislocated. It could be broken. They're just trying to downplay it. This is a good one. All right. If you're watching in the comments, right, Wisconsin, if the Seahawks make the playoffs, and right, NC State or some variation thereof, if the Seahawks miss the playoffs, I'm assuming it'll be a barrage of NC State just to troll me. But we don't know how long it'll be. My Let point me offer you is, one more thing, too. No, see- like, look. They didn't bring it back in the entire game. No, I get that. But let me one more thing before you make your decision and breach it as well. I was blown. And maybe Geno Smith just caught lightning in a bottle, but he played better over four drives than Trey Lance has played. And that's that's truth. I thought you were going to say during his entire career with the Jets. No. I mean, if you want to take <laughs> if you want to do a head to head $50 battle on Trey Lance versus Geno Smith, no, this is right your here, I'll take that. This is your hypothetical. I'm just trying to appease, appease the guy who is running the show here. All right. Well, who are you going with? I mean, I take the Seahawks to finish last. All right, Breach. If Russell Wilson is out for how long? Hypothetically, six weeks. I would, is- I would bet, dude, Russell Wilson's middle finger was bent in a way it's never been bent in his entire life. It just wasn't like that. It wasn't like he was bent the other way. He's a quarterback who throws with his right hand. Russell out, out six weeks. Their best case scenario for the next six weeks would be three and two. Yeah, that's and so that keeps pretty, them alive. Generous with Gina Smith. All they need to do is finish in third breach. So the question to you is: Are you taking? Are you picking the winner or the loser? Three and firing squad is what happens if you get it wrong. I am taking the Seahawks as the fourth place team. Okay, that's fine. And and I don't think Russell will be out that long. But the reason I ask that is. He was can, out a long time. Can Matthew Stafford, uh, first quarter, Matthew Stafford be on that firing squad? Just he'd be missing me with the bullets. They'd all be going over my head. Left up his finger too and came back in and kept firing. Yeah, before he got injured though, he was struggling. He was, he was air passes in the first quarter. The first two third downs, he missed a wide open Cooper Cup and a wide open Van Jefferson. It was ugly. This and is not under- a question about a quarterback's toughness. This is a when we talk about these injuries. Huge game tonight, right? For the Seahawks, we agree on that, right? Well, yeah, it's huge for both teams. What do you mean? Oh, what? How long did Gino came in and they never brought Russell back in? He yeah, wasn't. His leg wasn't shattered. Pete Carroll he said he couldn't grip the ball. Yeah, he couldn't throw the ball. Well, that's, yeah, why that, that's a problem for the long haul guys. Well, we well, don't know how long no, it's you, going. If it's look, dislocated and they put it back right. in, it might be better let's, by Thursday. Let's remember, by the way, Next two Thursday. weeks ago, you said, oh, my God, Christian McCaffrey, that's real serious. They announced him out. He's going to play this week. So we don't know. We don't know. That's true. I'll take that, L. And he has, oh! oh! I mean, and he has, 10, day, he has 10 days to heal. So Christian McCaffrey dies at the field. Sunday. That's so on you. On your hand. Blood's and on by your the way, brain. they're they're playing the Steelers. So Geno Smith can get his first <laughs> win since 20 whenever. So they're fine. I thought Geno Smith looked good for the record. He looked awesome. He looked amazing. Now, look, I don't expect him to play this way should he have to play next time or the next two or three times. I mean, do we agree that Russell Wilson not being able to grip the breach? That's not a Breach can grip the football. And he has size two hands. That's just Rawlings on it. That's not an NFL football. It is not an NFL football. I am just pointing out that a quarterback, a middle finger is. That's which, a Nerf football. This is not a Nerf football. It's, it's a college Nerf size football. football. And all I'm doing is showing you guys that. It's like, you won't believe. Look at look at how look at how big my hands are. Like, what are you the doing? middle finger is important to throw. Like, if it was his pinky, you can kind of get away with it. 
but your middle finger controls so much of the throw that, you know, if he doesn't have, if it's not working, it's going to be tough for him to play. So the Bengals go three and one, bunch of special teams things happen, and suddenly Breach is a quarterback expert. Got I'm just showing you. I got the football out. I got the football out to show you. Oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. But I yes. got a doctorate from an online university last night, Ryan. <laughs> last night. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Congratulations. You. Oh, mercy. Yeah, I don't – okay. I don't think Russ is going to be out that long because he's tough and he's a quick healer, as, as Pete Carroll noted. And, yeah, the reason he didn't come back in is just because he couldn't hold the football, as Breach noted. And, and he did try to throw it, and that was a weird-looking sort of quick screen he threw on one of the first few series in the second half after he got hurt. So, I, I mean, Geno Smith gave them the best chance to win, and that's how they ended, ended up in that situation. I'm just saying the idea that that game was that close and Russell didn't come back in. Gives me pause about Russell Wilson's injury. Speaking of pauses, say a break. When we come back, maybe we'll talk about Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford. Me. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how everyone got a shot at it on being a Hall of Famer there, but Matthew Stafford didn't quit when his finger got hurt. No, no, no. Taped it up, went back in, and won a football game like a Hall of Famer would, Breach. He did. Look, hey, Matthew Stafford (laughs) played an awesome, awesome second half. Uh, I was a little bit worried about him in the first half. Like Ryan and I were saying, those first two drives, he was airmailing a few passes, missed some wide-open receivers. Uh, The third drive, he threw the ugliest interception, called the interception, top prop bet, even though he's Britain's Hall of Famer. That was not an ugly interception. Well, if you're trying to throw a ball yeah. away and it gets intercepted, that's ugly. No. Brinson, that's it, ugly. It was pretty ugly. If no, you're just, throwing the ball away and it gets intercepted, that's ugly. If you watch the All-22 digs, who's this boy from Detroit baited him into it? Why don't you just throw the ball out of the, uh, into but, the stands? Like, what, what's your point? So what's he's throwing it away or not? Because he's rolled out, out of the pocket. What, 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 what did Diggs bait him into? He was throwing it out of bounds. There's <laughs> did, nothing, you the, like, did you see the end zone shot? He it went was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. No, it was a great play. Great defensive play. But wait a second. It, Hall of Fame defensive play. Where – where Diggs was the ball? The Hall of Fame now too? I think, yeah, Brinson's just trolling. The, the ball was there was no one there to throw the to catch the ball. So clearly it was a terrible he, throw. He thought he was lobbing it over the receiver into a dead space, and Diggs made a play. I'm but here's you. the thing: he has a Hall of Fame arm throwing no, hands. But if you were throwing it to dead space in the end zone, you just throw it out of the end zone. You don't right. even leave it in the field of play. So it was a bad decision if it's a good throw. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a bad mistake, not a bad decision. I am a terrible decision. Okay. So either way, 
He looked bad in the first two drives, then throws that interception on the third drive. And his first half was just kind of ugly. But then I don't know if Sean McVay was like, we're going to trade you back to Detroit for Jared Goff or something. Finger. Something. Yeah, the finger. I don't know what happened in the second half, but they came out that first drive. Uh, the crazy pass to Deshaun Jackson, which he actually underthrew, and yeah. Jackson just made a fantastic play. Uh, and once they got that, that like kickstarted that Rams offense and they couldn't miss. I mean, Stafford started going to Robert Woods all the time. And, you know, it was actually crazy to see Deshaun run out of gas on a six, you know, five years ago, Deshaun scores in a touchdown and beats everyone in the end zone by six yards on this one. He gets tackled at like the 20. Well, he, didn't get, um, he ran out of bounds. That's, I think the, he, that's the uh, third time Stafford's underthrown Jackson this season. By the way, Robert Woods is uh, for fantasy and gambling purposes. That's twice this year where McVay has come out and talked about giving a guy targets the and the and the the the, the, the like the next game. Deshaun Jackson went nuts, and then this game he talked about giving Robert Woods targets. 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards. Here's here's the thing. Maybe uh the defensive coordinator of the other team should listen to Sean McVay's press conferences. Probably. Because 12 of 14, 150, as I just mentioned. And he was tearing people up. Uh Stafford also underthrew Cup uh on in the second half where Cup had to slide to catch. It would have been a touchdown if he stayed up for that. But look, he, he clearly was he was playing with nine, nine and a half fingers, so Credit to him for for toughing it out. Sean McVay talked about that after the game. I mean, if I'm the Rams, the thing is, he didn't play. Look, the stats say he played pretty well. 365 yards, 25 of 37. But I'd give his grade like a B minus for the game. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And a lot that minus has to do with him not being 100% healthy. That's fine, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're playing back-to-back NFC West huge games, and they went one-on-one. Fine. Yeah. But you lose it. You lose it home to the Cardinals. Went on the road at the Rams. I mean, excuse me, the, the, the Seahawks. By the way, what, what last year, um, I was going to say that uh, Jalen versus DK Metcalf, like their matchups, eight targets, four catches, 44 yards. Uh, DK was five and five for 98 with two touchdowns tonight. And uh, three of those, I believe, came against. Yeah, because Jalen's playing more in the slot this year with. Uh, Raheem Morris. Yeah, mm-hmm. but two, but two of those matchups, two, the first two were against were man, man to man with DK and DK won them both. You All know right, who had so a rough night for the Rams? Who? Matt Gay, their kicker. He oh. had the kind of night where Sean McVay is going to go to the special teams coach, like, "Hey, what's up, man? We've been cycling through kickers. So I need to find someone." He missed an extra point. He had two kickoffs go out of bounds, mm. which is just that's the kiss of death in the NFL. You can't have one, let alone two. Because that gives the other team the possession at the 40-yard line instead of the 25. And that's just, you know, now you're only 25 yards away from being in field goal range because the kicker kicked the ball out of bounds. Uh, And that's just, you know, there's no pressure on you when you're kicking off. So that is an ugly, ugly mistake for a kicker to make. The Rams are in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, their their record is super soft, yep. At Giants, Lions at home. At Texans, Titans at home, and then at 49ers, at Packers. They should be. Don't write Benson in that. <laughs> God, y'all are a bunch of Mr. Sea Otters. That's a great name. They should be worst case. I mean, seriously, six and two, worst case after that stretch. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, we're laughing at the comments. No, I know. I know we're laughing at. Well, no, the people who, are, who aren't watching on YouTube don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. People listening on uh, on the actual podcast don't know. <laughs> Seahawks, meanwhile, at the Steelers in two weeks. Mm-mm-mm. Wait, wait. The Rams? I got a bold prediction. That You just read the schedule. I think they lose one of their next three. Giants, Lions, Texans. Is it going to be the Jared Goff revenge game? Is pretty much like that. How's that a bold prediction? Uh, because those are all bad. Four. What, no, Giants, Lions, Texans. I think they lose one of those three. That's do you pretty think, bold. Do you think they lose one of those three? I don't. Okay, well, there you go. That's I think I they either go cross-country and lose to the Giants or lose the Jared Goff revenge See, game. This is how Breach thinks, Wilson. He's so far ahead of the curve. He's already predicting his headline for Jared Goff gets revenge over Rams. Uh, Lions. He, yeah. Oh, God, he's so predictable. By you the way, now, I'm going to call him a click clown. There you go. Click clown. <laughs> that should be what it is. <laughs> By the way, uh, Sean McVay a, opened, promis- a promiscuous <laughs> click clown. <laughs> Sean McVay opened his press conference by saying, um, "Yeah, we got a nice little uh, mini buy." And all I could think was, uh, "That's what Urban Meyer tried to say when he stayed back." So her- hopefully, Sean McVay is, is not. I mean, Urban set his mini buy on fire until Wednesday. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> all right, so uh, the Seahawks at the Steelers, Saints at home, Jaguars at home. At the Packers. Ooh, that could be could be bad or it could be three potential. There's one in three potential there if if Russ is hurt. Yeah, I feel like Geno Smith is gonna go into Pittsburgh and teach the Steelers a lesson. The Saints Saints offense is dog doo-doo with with Jameis. I mean, it was fun for a game and a half. But yeah, but this Saints defense is good. I, I mean, you're predicting a Geno Smith upset of both the Steelers. If, if and Geno's the their quarterback, they're not going three and zero in that yeah. stretch, or four and zero. And I think it's crazy that. Oh yeah, oh I didn't see the Packers. Thought we were stopping at the bye, but yeah, they're not going four and zero. I'd say three. two and two. I think I think two and one is a huge win if you have Geno Smith for at Steelers at or versus Saints. Yeah, no. Versus if you Cowboys. come out, of, if you come out of that four and four, you're four and four, which is actually pretty good uh, overall. Yeah. Yeah, four and four overall, but you're still you're not playing the AFC South, so it doesn't matter. You can be I want to ask you a question. Yeah. On Monday, the NFL had had the option of flexing the Steelers Seahawks game out of Sunday night, the week six one. Yeah. Would you have knowing it didn't how the Steelers offense is, would you have flexed them out? We have to watch that game at the time. It was one and three Steelers versus two and two Seahawks. 100%. Why would you want to? And so now they're going to have the Steelers crappy offense against possibly Geno Smith because maybe Mason Rudolph could be playing at that point. So it could be Mason. I hope it's Mason. I want to, I want to give you the games. They could have flexed out. I assume any of these games, right? Cardinals Browns. So wait a second. This is next Sunday night. No, This is week six. Week six. Yeah. Cardinals at Browns. Cowboys at Patriots. Oh my yeah, that, that's, that's probably a protected home. game. Yeah, it has to be. That's the thing. Packers at Bears. Yeah, I mean, Chargers rather... at Ravens. Yeah, I don't. But that uh, breach does. Any of these games over Russ at Dead Ben? No, Gino at Mason. Or Gino at Dead Ben. Cardinals Browns. The Cardinals Browns would have been the game. Cardinals Browns is a freebie. You never get to flex Cardinals Browns. That's true. But, but nope. Baker isn't hundred percent. We're getting Gino versus Mason Rudolph. Would you Who? trade G give me yes. your power ranking? Yes. Baker Mayfield, bomb left shoulder, Gino Smith, mm. current Ben Roethlisberger. Uh 
in the order that you just said them. Baker, Geno, Ben. <laughs> I mean, Did you see Geno play tonight? He pushed the ball. He threw for more yards down the field. Air yards. Oh, I agree completely with you. Yeah. No, I want you could lop. You could lop off like Baker's left left arm and his right. And I was Geno only played for one and a half quarters. He threw for one hundred and thirty-one yards. Russ played for two and a half and threw for one fifty-two. Man, the three drives after the first, after the second, for the second well, half of Russell. You know what's crazy? Yards. If you would ask me at the end of the first quarter who was going to win this game, I, I would have said the Seahawks by a touchdown. They dominated. No. That, is, that is crazy. The first drive, <laughs> they drove straight down into Rams territory, and then Pete Carroll punted on fourth and three from the Rams 43 yard line. That, that was your indication that the Seahawks well, were. Timeout, kind of keep going, but Brandon Staley would have gone for that. Chargers coach Brandon Staley. And then. What do the Chargers have to do with this? Well, I'm telling you that you shouldn't punt on fourth and three from. Wait, did they punt? Or did they, did well, I mean, they you, know, you do know you're saying the Seahawks should win, and their coach is Pete Carroll. They who went for it. Punts. No, no, the that was the first possession, Ryan. The second oh, possession, okay. they went for it on fourth and two from the Rams' 29 yard line. Alex Collins up the middle. Well, I'm saying they were going up and down the field the first two possessions and couldn't finish a drive, and the Rams couldn't do anything. So your argument is that they punted from the 43. My argument yeah. is that they, they drove up and down the field, the and Matthew Stafford was overthrowing everyone on the first two possessions for each team. Yeah, that's overruled. Oh! Oh! All right, great stuff on the Seahawks Rams game. Just the key is you don't let Breach finish your sentence. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> you, you, Brinson's like, we let you talk enough with the double punt. Uh, that's all you tomorrow. get tonight. Best bets. R.J. White went six and zero last week. He brought mm-hmm. up the broom. He's on fire. Make sure to check it out in the feed. Of course, we'll be back to recap all Sunday's action. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.